say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Well, welcome to the final edition of Remodel Revolution Radio for the year 2018. Gosh, I can't believe it's already over with. And welcome to the show. Um, I hope you're enjoying your day, and I and I hope you cherish it, because it's the only one like it you're ever going to have. And thanks for being here. You can follow the show on your phone with Facebook. While you're running around town, taking those presents back that uh, grandma gave you that you wanted to just kind of like, you know, really Uh, love you, grandma, but I don't need a reindeer sweater. Uh, Follow us on our affiliates if you're in the DFW area at 620 a.m. And also they stream live. So if you decide that you want to listen at home on your one of your little uh, devices at home, you can do that. Also, if you're listening in Florida, in the Jacksonville area, you can listen to Talk 100.3, and you can get us when they play us. Also, just keep us on Facebook Live. Facebook Live uh, will travel around town with you, and if you see something you want to talk about, just text me or, or let me know. Send me a message on Facebook Live. You got a question? You can go to Facebook Live, send it right now, or... You can go to remodelrevolution.com and you can go to the Ask Alex button, punch it, ask a question. And so here we are at the last weekend in the last Saturday in 2018. And I, you know, it's the end of the year, but I feel like I just got started it's been an amazing adventure. We started this show about a year ago on a different channel. It had a different name. And then I made a big move six months later, and I moved back here to where I am right now, SRN. And we changed it to the Remodel Revolution Radio. And we've had a great time. It's been incredibly well-received. Uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. I hired an SEO, and she put all the little pieces. You know, I had all the the Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all social media stuff, but I didn't know what to do with it. She she put it together for me, and we're still working on that. So we're still growing. We've had a uh, a good friend of ours, Sean Young, with Skynet Radio, has has uh, is running our show as well, and. That's running in Europe and Germany and Russia and all kinds of places. I get emails from people and and messages on Facebook from them from all over the world. It's really fun. And we now have a um, we have a super active audience globally, and 
That is really interesting. And this is one of the things about uh, social media that I truly love. I think it's just opened our whole world up. I think it's totally changing our world on a regular basis. Um, and I think this is this is how it's changing the world. So this year, we're going to try and bump it up a couple more levels. We're going to... Um, we're we're going to be on more stations around the country. That's our objective. We're also going to increase and make our social media platform more usable, more fun, and a lot more active. So thank you very much for being with us on this journey. It's fun. We're going to continue it, and we're going to involve you, and we're going to do everything we can to make your remodeling experiences better easier, and a lot more fun. So in the next hour, we're going to meet a green plumber, but he's green in name only. He's actually not a green guy. Roger Wakefield is going to join us, Texas Green Plumbing. And uh, so if you've got a plumbing question, send it. Or you can call 800-281-8255. We will be giving away a $25 Home Depot gift card for your call. Um, I only have so much money, so uh, keep the calls short. <laughs> and so uh, this $25 gift card is rechargeable, so you can go and buy something with it, recharge it, and re-gift it. <laughs> That's always a good way to do them. Also, uh, and the number is 800-281-8255. So give us a call, ask a question. But first is we do every week we're going to start out with today's green tip brought to you by hargrave foundation repair the original hargrave foundation and since it's christmas it's after christmas we're going to talk about how to recycle christmas trees um a lot of people don't i I think less and less people are using real christmas trees i think that's the stats i read but if you did, hopefully you had the foresight to put it on top of a tree bag. You know, you can set it up, you can set it on top of a tree bag so when you take the decorations and everything off of it, you can just literally lift the bag up over it like a skirt and take it out. And if you want to put it on the curb or do whatever you want to do with it. But there's some other things that you can do with uh, live Christmas trees, real real trees, that really help the environment because they are uh, really good wood, pulp wood for certain things. One of the things that you can do is you can just simply take it out to the curb and contact your city or most cities now for the first a couple of weeks after Christmas. You can set your tree out on the curb and they'll just come pick it up most of them take them and they mulch them turn them into mulch you'll see big piles of mulch that then you can go in the springtime when you're doing your beds you can go and get a truckload of the mulch for free that's what most of them do some of them charge five bucks so curbside pickup for recycling is is one option but there's some other there's some other things that you can do with them and I've seen some of these things, and some of them, you know, are okay. Some of them not quite as okay. So one of the things some people do is they'll take the 
cut all the limbs off the tree trunk and they'll cut the trunk into little three or four inch sections looks like little discs and they'll use them to plant to put in their garden as decoration around that maybe the edge of the bed or something like that and then you can take those boughs and you can actually uh kind of grind those guys up cut those guys up and you can use them actually just in your bed as mulch so you can mulch those mulch those branches and put them in your bed of your your flower bed not your bed bed and you can also use the if you don't want to mulch them you can also use take those boughs those limbs and you can lay them like if you have an eroding area in your yard you can actually lay those down there almost like a mat, and it's just a way that they'll make it through the winter and they'll kind of hold, help hold things in place. And then you can mulch them in the spring if you want, or sometimes the grass will just grow right through them or the whatever's growing will grow right through them. So you can use them for that. Also, you can, my favorite, and the only one I really care about, is you can use a Christmas tree as a fish attractor a fish attractor so if you have a pond in the neighborhood or you or you maybe you like to fish on a big lake uh the lake that i fish on that these guys take them out and they tie bricks to the bottom of them and they just sink them down in a spot and they might do five or six of them or 10 or 12 of them they'll make a big old tree big old uh tree brush brush piles basically what it is and man it attracts fish so it's a little messy uh i know i have a i helped a friend of mine do it one year and he said he'd never do it again because his boat he couldn't walk barefoot in his boat because of the pine needles um also um that that helps all the really the entire uh, fish popu- marine population when you do things like that it's all natural so it doesn't hurt anything um bird feeders place a christmas tree in the garden or backyard and use it as a bird feeder and sanctuary fresh orange slices or strung or strung popcorn will attract the birds they can sit on the branches for shelter i never thought about that um, one of the things that I talked about a couple of weeks ago that is really, I think, the best thing to do with a live tree is actually use a live tree. Instead of buying one that's been cut, buy one that's in a pot, northern pines, and in, in, uh, in the part of country I live in, the northern pine works really well. I have one of my sisters has been doing this for years. They planted their whole yard with them. And I did one year as well. We planted two or three of them, two or three years in a row. And we had three or four of these beautiful little pine trees growing in our yard. So it's a living tree. Of course, you buy it, leave it in the pot, decorate it, get through Christmas, and you take it out and plant it. It's pretty cool. Uh, So that is our green tip of the day, recycling your tree. And my friend Randy Hargrave says, let's save our planet Give my friends at Hargrave Foundation. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Prepare a call at 972-442-3415 for all your foundation needs. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Hargrave. They've been a fantastic sponsor for us. They've stayed with us, uh, growing with us. Uh, we're all having fun together. Great group of folks. So give my friends, the Hargrave Foundation, a call, 972-442-3415. If you have a foundation issue, they're super honest. Uh, they got plenty of work. They're not out to not out to get you. In our Alex's World segment, brought to us by Windsor Door. According to the media and other very important people, the housing boom is slowing down. And here's the deal: if things go as normal, there are going to be a whole lot of remodeling contractors knocking on your door in the next year or two. So here's what happens. During a housing boom, everybody's a home builder. They all want to build new homes. And there's plenty of work to go around. Everybody's busy. And there's not as much remodeling business normally. When the new home business is really, really cooking, the, the remodeling business, particularly the larger remodels, people just don't do them as much. They first look for a new home. Well, then we're going to have a housing slowdown. We always do. They can bemoan it all they want, call it a bubble, blame each other, whatever it is. But it's just the natural course of things. Things go up, things go down. So the housing industry slows down. But what naturally happens is that the remodeling industry picks up. And so when the builders get slow and they start running out of business, all of a sudden a whole lot of superintendents get laid off and a whole lot of builders need money and they decide, you know, we're going to go into the remodeling business now. Well, let me tell you something. That's a very specialized business. And it's not <clears throat> it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. And so you've got to be very careful about who you hire and make sure that you don't get yourself in trouble by hiring somebody that is not experienced. So here's some tips. Inexperienced remodelers are your worst nightmare as a homeowner, and here's why. Supervision. A remodel project requires an inordinate amount of supervision. You have to be on the job every day. You have to be engaged with your subs and with your homeowner. Now, why is that different? Because when you're building a new home, particularly a spec home, that's just simply not the case. You can manage it. Uh, oftentimes, some of these builders now manage it really electronically. They manage the mo most of it on their iPhones and their computers. Uh, this is super important if you want to be productive and you want to be on time and on budget. When we come back, we're going to talk about managing crews in an occupied home 
You're listening to Remodel Revolution Radio. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Remodel Revolution Radio. That's a good day to have a little dance in the studio. Yes, entertaining the troops. Here we are. I'm your host, Alex Guthrie, and I'm having a good time. I hope you are. Thanks for listening. You got a question? Give us a call, 800-281-8255. Get yourself a Home Depot card for $25. Do it. Um, <clears throat> so we're discussing some of the reasons why you really want an experienced remodeling contractor um, instead of hiring someone that just came off of that doesn't have experience in remodeling. And, and there's a big difference between building new homes and remodeling. And they may tell you, oh, it's just a house. Well, there's a different type of management that's required to be successful on a remodel. And that's really what it's about. And I've, I've been saying lately, quite often, that remodeling is basically a series of challenges. It's basically your your house was not built to remodel. Your house was built to be what it is. And so when you go in and you start tearing it apart, you have to understand what you're getting into. And the only thing that makes the, the contractor understand that is experience. What to anticipate he's going to have to de- he or she's going to have to deal with. And so I'm not saying don't give somebody an opportunity. I'm just saying be careful with your decision-making because it's a lot of money and it's a lot of uh, tragedy if you're not careful. I, I mean, I'm working on a couple of them right now that are just have been horrible for the homeowners. Managing crews in an occupied home is totally different than managing crews on a new home. In an occupied home, you have to be there every day to manage people because you're in an occupied home. They may have kids, and you, you have kids, you have pets. You might have mom and dad there or mom there. Maybe that's why you're doing the remodel. And you're going to have a bunch of strange people in there working, making a mess. It's dusty, it's dirty, it's noisy, and it's expensive. So managing crews is super important. You have to have somebody in charge of the project every single day making sure things happen. You can't, your contractor cannot show up once a week or once whenever he feels like it, like he can on a new house. On a new house, they kind of manage themselves for the most part. Living with your contractor, think about, Think about when you have guests visiting you from out of town. Um, this is the same thing times a hundred. <laughs> These guys are there every day. They're tearing up your stuff. They're making a mess. They're loud. Um, sometimes they're not real. Sometimes they're just messy. So living with your contractor is is essentially what you're going to be doing. You're going to so you've got to be able to have the type of relationship that will accommodate that arrangement. You need to kind of get along for sure. This isn't just a cold business relationship. This is more than that. This is a very personal thing when you're remodeling a house. So you're living with your contractor. 
Remodeling is very, very messy. Um, there's no way to sugarcoat this as much as I, I've never really tried to sugarcoat it. I've tried to appease people, but it's very, very difficult to do because there's no getting around the dust and the mess that is caused when you're tearing a house apart. The dust is inside the walls. If you're tearing sheetrock off, the dust is just created because we're vibrating the house and there's dust in your house right now. Unless you vacuum your walls and ceilings on a regular basis, there's dust stuck to those walls. When we start vibrating a house, it starts coming off, and, man, it gets everywhere. So you need a contractor that understands that, and you can't totally mitigate dust. I I, I know we keep trying, but it's just not reasonable to think that you can. But you can you can do the best that you can. Uh, by covering up doorways and putting in dust, you know, sticky mats and things like that. There's a lot of ways to help. So the you need to make sure you hire somebody that understands those challenges and is in touch with them. Loose lips sink ships using subs that aren't accustomed to working in an occupied home. Well, let's just say there's a lot of bantering that goes on on a job site. And you need to make sure that the people that are in your house understand you may have kids around or uh, older people around, and maybe you or don't want to hear that kind of language and bantering as much. And so you need a crew that's experienced. You know, I always tell them, act like you're in your own mother's house. Behave like, you, uh, like you're in your mom's house. And if you make me mad, I'm going to treat you like she would. <laughs> Patience is required on the part of the owner and the contractor. You have to be patient as much as you want to get things done in a hurry. If you don't, if you don't address everything, I, now I spend a lot of time on my projects, a lot of time. I try to manage them as close as I can. Even with all of that, with all of the time i spend trying to make sure the right person's in the right place and the right material's been ordered and it's there scheduled to be delivered when the right person's going to put it in i still mess up so you have to be patient we come back we're going to talk about some other reasons that you need an experienced contractor if you're going to remodel your home you're listening to remodel revolution radio i'm alex guthrie stay tuned we'll be right back Welcome back to Remodel Revolution Radio. Wow, that went by fast. Our first half hour. Man, somebody's full of it in this studio. <laughs> um, here's some remodeling tips. And uh, this we've been talking about whether or not you should, you know, the importance of hiring a um experienced contractor and one of my notes i have in here is historical knowledge about house construction is very helpful and it is i know i know that in my business and i've been in business a long time i've I've spent my entire career remodeling homes Uh, i've built several i've done some say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Commercial. I've done all that, all of it. But the remodeling has been my passion. And one of the things that has helped me uh, as much or more than anything else in this business is my knowledge of how homes were built in the past. It helps you deal with potential problems down the road. When you start altering a house, again, I'm going to say it, your house was not built to remodel. We build them to be what they are. Uh, That includes the energy efficiency, the wiring, the air conditioning. All the elements that go in it are put in place with a permanence, not, not to be removed. So taking all that into account, a historical perspective of how houses were built, particularly if you live in an older home, uh, by the contractor, is very, very helpful and I think very necessary. Uh, you don't want to open a wall up and have them say, oops. And we do that even on our best days. So um, in this segment, we're going to talk about some remodeling tips for planning. I wanted to uh, address this because I, I continue to um, I continue to to deal with this. I always have, and I and I always will because that's what remodeling is. But the planning is super important, and sort of we're going to go through the process of of some thoughts that I had about that. One of the things before you embark on a large remodel or even really a, a, a moderate remodel, I mean even redoing your kitchen, is ask yourself, why are you doing it? That's going to help set the kind of the goal, the base goal. Why are you doing it? Are you re- remodeling it just to upgrade it cosmetically? Do you need to do some remodeling to bring it up to your, you know changing for your changing lifestyle? Do you have parents moving into the house do you have uh somebody with special needs all of a sudden or maybe you're it's just time for an upgrade and that's fine that's all that those are all good reasons to do it but you need to identify why you're doing this and why you want to embark on this uh venture do you have 
your funding in place. You have to. Now, one of the things that irritates most contractors more than anything is when they have a potential client that tells them, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this, and he's and I want you to price this and price that, and it could be whatever it is, whatever their little dream uh, kitchen might be. And then you you go to all the time and trouble to price it, only to find out that their budget is so unrealistically low that they couldn't do it even if they wanted to. And, and of course, they're not going to want to when they get that price. So you've just wasted a lot of my time and a lot of my subs times, a lot of the, the other people involved in the project, you've wasted a lot of people's time. So the first thing is if you're going to borrow money, go find out what you're going to qualify for and whether it makes sense to spend that money on this house. What are your long-range plans for the house? Are you going to stay in there forever? Are you doing this for resale? You know, why are you doing this? It, it has a huge impact on what on what you're doing and why you're doing it. Get your funding in place. And if you tell your contractor, I've got X amount of dollars to do my kitchen, and he says, well, you can't possibly do what you want to do for that money, then you have a decision to make. Do I want to pare down my expectations do i want to just do part of it you know figure figure that out going in so you're not wasting everybody's time and then secure your funding before you ever start the project secure your funding make sure it is in fact available because the worst part of a re, uh, any construction project whether it's remodeling or new home is looking up and realizing you're running out of money and you're only halfway there and that's super stressful for everybody. Your most valuable dollars are spent on the plans, and the more details, the tighter the budget. So I will have people that don't want to pay an architect. They'll say, we, we just need the base, and I'll say, well, we're, we're going to have an architect because we need a basic plan at least. We need space planning. And they don't want to pay the architect to do for instance, maybe cabinet details. We know where we want cabinets and we, you know, the basic layout of the kitchen, but we don't want to have to pay him to do the cabinet details. Well, that's fine. But until you have certain things decided on, you can't do any details. I mean, you have to have, let's, we're going to stay with the kitchen. You're going to have to have your appliance package selected so that the cabinet details can be drawn because different appliances require different uh, variations in the cabinets, things like that. So your best money is right at the very beginning to get as detailed as you can get so everybody knows what their role is and what they have to do. That really affects your budget. And the most expensive thing is when you get in the middle of it and find out there's been a mistake made. If you're thinking you can manage the project, and a family, and a job, then just don't do it. Now, I have people that I've met over the years that think this is simple. It's just a, it's just a kitchen. It's just a laundry room. I can do it and not pay that, not pay that contractor's fee. I don't want to have to pay anybody. I'll just hire people off of uh, 
Angie's List or whatever. I'll just hire people and have them come in and do it. I've, I've started running into that a lot lately, and I've talked about it a lot. And I'm going to tell you that it can be a huge mistake for all the reasons I've already talked about in managing a project. It takes intense management, and you can't let you can't expect people to just come in and do something willy-nilly right. In other words, they're going to come in and do their job, but there's other impacts that their their job may have on the project that aren't being addressed. There's a lot of management that goes into it. So don't think you can become a contractor. If you can't afford a qualified contractor, then you can't afford to do the project. Don't go and lowball it. Now, here's what's a trend that's been happening uh, the last few years. People are wanting to hire a, basically a project manager. They want to buy all the materials, pay all of the vendors, pay for everything, and then just pay somebody to come in and keep a watch on the project. And in some cases, in some projects, that's probably fine. With some people, that's fine. But that is a nonprofit job for a contractor. We make our money by buying things, marking them up. That's how we make that's how we make our money. And the theory being that we get enough of a price break that it's beneficial to you, the homeowner, because we're passing those savings on to you. But the real benefit that you have as a homeowner is you have our management skills. Our management skills are, are critical on a remodel project. Your house was not built to be remodeled, as I mentioned earlier, and it will not be changed easily. I will continue to say this. <laughs> Don't be fooled by TV shows. This is a real job. I know it looks easy and fun, and everybody's walking around with a big smile on their face, and man, we got this kitchen done or this bathroom done whatever it is they're doing and boy howdy look at let me tell you something from start a or, or point a to the finish there was a whole lot of grief that people went through the reality is is that it doesn't matter if it's on tv or not and they can't cut it down to an hour they're not showing you the hard part and the hard part are all the problems you run into so don't be thinking that it's going to be that easy. It won't be. Experience is the finest teacher ever known. Mistakes are momentary, but the lessons learned are last a lifetime. <clears throat> and I'm referring to this with having an experienced contractor. Because I noticed as as I've continued in this business that it's been my experiences, good and bad, that have really benefited my clients more than anything. It's the experiences that I have as a business person and as a contractor that have really benefited the clients in, in their budget, their scheduling, getting you know, knowing what to look for. And again, uh, nobody's perfect. I make plenty of mistakes. But all in all, I think there's a huge benefit with it, having somebody that's experienced. Plan for pets and kids, and not necessarily in that order. <clears throat> One of the things that I just uh, I just did a kitchen 
for some really wonderful people, and we managed to get them in before Christmas. It was a real challenge, but we did it. And one week after we started the project, one week, she went out and bought a puppy. (laughs) And I was tearing up her kitchen, her laundry room. I mean, I was all over that house working, and we've now got a puppy. And so... I love the puppy. I think the puppy likes me more than the puppy likes her, to be honest with you. But, you know, that's what she told me. <laughs> I love dogs. And so we went from a basically a basic project that we were doing, a basic remodel. All of a sudden, we have to do a pet center in the laundry room. Well, that changes the whole, <laughs> that changes the whole dynamics of the project. Changed everything. We had to move walls and and make room for a a cabinet that wasn't there before we had to change the plumbing we had to move some electrical we had to uh find in our budget money for the cabinet for the countertop for the plumbing fixture the sink the paint the tile all of that had to be accounted for in cost and when i told them what i thought that was going to cost they were not very pleased, but that's that's what it costs. It is what it is. So when you're planning on a project or you're just starting a project, and I know you're going to run into that cute little puppy, and I love the dog. I love her. I'm so glad that she bought that dog because I just fell in love with her. Um, you might want to think about that. It was. It, I think it made it a lot more difficult on them trying to keep up with the dog the puppy running around the house, peeing all over the floor, or all that stuff, uh, than it it would have been. <laughs> so, um, plan on pets and kids. And kids, that's a whole different thing, because we don't we kind of think kids just sort of take things in stride. Well, this is a stressful thing when you're remodeling the house. So, I'm going to come in your house. I'm going to take away your kitchen. I'm going to take away a bathroom. I'm going to have guys maybe all over the house. In this particular project, we had them kind of in every room in the house. And so the kids, we we would walk in and there would be one asleep in the bed. We didn't even know it. And it freaks out the, the you know, whoever was in there, the plumber, and freaks out the, the kid. And so you have to kind of plan around these things and make sure that everybody understands what's going on and when it's going on so plan for the pets and the kids be nice to your neighbors you may need a bathroom in an emergency so don't 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 ignore your neighbors when you're doing a remodel this is very important and i generally will go over and hand a letter to the neighbor on each side of the house and i'll have my information and tell them to call me sometimes accidentally put the wrong phone number in there (laughs) Call me if there's a problem, um, and that really can help a whole lot of a whole lot of situations. I, I've, I'll tell you another trick, um, and I put it. I wrote on here that portalettes and dumpsters are not optional. Now, I have a lot of people. Always have had a lot of people that I work for that. They just don't want to see a, you know, they might live in a gated community or they might live in a upscale neighborhood. And they don't want to see a portal ad out there. They don't want to see a dumpster out there. Well, I'm sorry. 
but that's just part of the deal man they gotta go the workmen have to go to use the restroom i can assure you you don't want them to use your bathroom although i've had plenty of people offer them portalettes are not very expensive folks put them out there let the guys use them and uh you'd be surprised <laughs> dumpsters uh i have one i did recently and we weren't in there three four weeks there complaining about the dumpster in the neighborhood well i'm sorry i'm sorry but i've got to have a dumpster out there and i've got to have enough time to do the project so what we did is we just told the na- a couple of the neighbors that were complaining well if you come throw some of your stuff in the dumpster <laughs> and they did they quit complaining <laughs> so sometimes you have to be a little bit political but you've got to have dumpsters you've got to have portalettes that's part of the deal uh some cities require them now they should um make sure that you know where to turn off the water main and where to turn on the power these are two very essential things during a remodel because you can uh, have a water problem in a big old hurry and power problem we're going to take a quick break when we come back more remodel revolution radio with a truly handsome alex guthrie <laughs> welcome back to remodel revolution radio i'm so busy dancing i forgot to talk <laughs> we're back we're live we're a handsome <laughs> greg's in there throwing up sorry buddy uh <laughs> so we're, we're talking about uh how you need to plan for your remodel there's a few uh, other notes i want to talk about real quick while we have a few minutes one is parking you know a lot of times we run into parking issues now one thing is there's lots of people don't like having everything in front of their house taken up for parking they may be having an event they may be uh maybe they just don't like it and they're going to get kind of upset about it and so you have to make sure that you uh understand the city ordinances that's obvious and that if you need to accommodate parking around the corner we've had to do that some neighborhoods just aren't big enough for all the workers that are going to be there they all have their own vehicle so uh, consider parking and how that's going to impact your project. Also, the hours of operation that your city allows people to be doing construction projects, that can be a very sensitive thing. It's not only hours of operation, it's the days. Some cities will not allow you to work on Sundays um, and, and maybe just half a day on Saturday. So unless there's a, a, an emergency or something. So make sure you check with the city and make sure that you totally understand what their qualifications are. And another item is you need to make sure when you're remodeling your home, particularly if it's a big remodel and you decide to live there, you need to make sure you have a place to go in an emergency because it does happen. It happens all the time. Things that the contractor cannot control. Uh, there can be an electrical problem there can be a plumbing problem there's all kinds of things that can happen the weather could change and you're not prepared for it with your mechanical stuff so make sure you have a fallback a place to go and also make sure that 
you're set up for meal preparation. I'll tell you, one of the things that we do, one of the first things that we do, particularly if we're remodeling a kitchen, is we try and find someplace in the house to set up a temporary sort of a, you might call it a breakfast bar, just somewhere where you can put a microwave, you can put uh, maybe a little ice maker, a little under-counter refrigerator, you know, someplace that you can put a few things that you can function, make your coffee in the morning, put a toaster in there, whatever. Um, I have one right now. They put the utility sink in the, in the master bathroom. Now, they weren't particularly happy about that, but, hey, it worked, and it got them through the project. And that way they had someplace that they could clean dishes when they needed to clean dishes and do other uh, sort of emergency things. Um so those are a few tips. Um, I'd say one other one while we have a couple more minutes here in this hour. Make sure that your contractor does everything he can for dust control. Uh, I know I talked about it a little bit earlier, but I want to touch on it a little bit more. You, there are ways that you can set up fans with air filters over them. You can, of course, you put... We have now what's called a zip wall or a zip system where you put plastic and a zipper in it that acts as a temporary door. And you need to make sure that the traffic flow is is safe, that the you can get in and out of the house in an emergency because it can happen. And you need to make sure you have access to the areas. I also encourage my clients always to take a closet. We'll take the doorknob off of it and we'll change it to a deadbolt with one key that they have. And they store their valuables in there during the course of the project because I don't want the responsibility of something happening to those valuables. And so I almost insist that they do this. It's a simple remedy to protect your personal things. So think about that if you're going to have strange people in your house. Now, one of the things that's been happening really for a long time, it's always happened, but it's getting worse, is there are gangs of people uh, kind of um, uh, prowling around these neighborhoods where projects are going, and they'll just simply walk into a house anticipating that nobody's going to know that they're not just another worker. They'll just walk in there and just pretend like they're one of the workers. And next thing you know, they're back there in somebody's jewelry box. It happens. It's happened to me years ago. And it's very hard to control because you have a lot of people. I don't know every worker that is coming on the project. I just can't know that. Um, And so I can't look at somebody and know instantly if they belong there or not. So you have to uh, be aware of that and protect yourself at all times. Um, That's just about the end of this hour. And we're going to, and our next hour is going to be a lot of fun. Roger Wakefield with Texas green plumbing is going to be here and we're going to talk, uh, all kinds of plumbing stuff. I have a long list. I'm going to grill him. I'm going to make the plumber sweat. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. Of course, uh, plumbers are used to that. Uh, um, we've been looking forward to having Roger on, so stick around.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.